Hey guys, good afternoon. I hope you're having an absolute amazing day today. This is Pastor Dan and welcome to our very first Koth FMC podcast. I have been sending voice memos for a period of time to different pastors and a lot of our ministers, but due to some technical difficulties, it was hard to get them all out at the same time. So we are now starting our own Koth FMC podcast. If you stumbled on this by accident and you don't know what Koth FMC is, Koth FMC stands for Church of the Harvest Fellowship of Ministers and Churches. And we have a church in in Ohio. We have one in Illinois. We have churches in California. Of course, our church in Citrus Heights, Sacramento area. We have a church in Copperopolis. We have a church in um, Clear Lake. And we have lots of ministers, uh, individual ministers and ministries that are part of our fellowship. Our goal is that we just do life together, love each other, have real relationships, and encourage each other to become all that God's called us to be. Hey, this week I want to talk for a brief minute on systems, part two. Some of you already heard the part one, but the reason I want to talk more about systems is I don't want to leave this subject before we get everything out of it that we need to. Um, There are a lot of systems. There is an electrical system in your house. There is a sewage system in your house. There are waterway systems in your county. Also, the system um, that's probably right on your house right now, or hopefully it is, it's a gutter system. And as simple as it sounds, there is gutters attached to most houses and buildings because the gutter system is this, that when rain rains on your house and the water falls off, instead of it just falling everywhere and not funneled or, or used correctly, They put a gutter system and they direct the rain into the proper place they want it to go. So it all goes usually into one location that you want it to go where it doesn't interfere, doesn't get in the way. You know, the more I've been praying and really seeking God lately, I keep getting this thought over and over. Maybe this is a book title or a blog title, I don't know. But I've been getting this same thought over and over. Rain with no gutters. See, I really don't think the church as a whole has a problem with rain. We often pray, God, move. God, send new people. God, heal our bodies. God, let us feel your presence. I know there might be some churches that, you know, maybe have, maybe aren't as alive as others, but I honestly don't think there's a problem with rain. I really think if you really look at it, God is raining. You know why? It's the nature of who he is. When you ask, seek, and knock, what's going to happen? The doors are going to be open. When we worship God, what do you think is going to happen? His presence is going to come. God wants to save. He wants to lavish us in love. He wants his grace to be applied to our life. I really don't think the problem in our churches is rain. And I think some people try to solve their problem in church, whether they want it to grow or they want more workers or they want to see God move more. I think often what we do is we just pray, God, give us more rain. But I don't really think that's really the case. My honest opinion is that we don't need more rain. What we really need is gutters. What we need is to say, God, you've given me rain. Now I'm going to channel that, and I'm going to use and direct that rain that you gave us all in the right location and have everything go in the same direction, accomplishing the same purpose. And a lot of us, what we really need to do is look at how to have and use better systems. Systems are gutters. 
So for example, number one, if you're a note taker, systems do a couple things. Systems fix problems and systems create progress. So at our church, I, you've probably been to church like this. I know our church has been like this before. We've had seasons where we want our church to grow. We want to make disciples. We want to fulfill the Great Commission. <laughs> and when people come into the church, <clears throat> they come and we don't have them fill out a card. We don't really even welcome them or we embarrass them and have them all stand up. <clears throat> but really, we have no real system for our church to grow. In other words, God could be bringing new people in your church to your church. He might literally be sending them to your church. But because there's no gutters and there's no clear communication of what to do next, there's no mending of the nets, you know, so all the fish don't slip through the cracks. Or if you will, we're praying for God to give us new wine, but we don't have a quality wineskin that will hold it. Then the people just come and then they just kind of go. No, so to, to do a good job, we can't just, you know, make eye contact with the visitors. We can't just hope they come back. We can't hope that we talk to them afterwards. It's funny because a lot of times we really put it all on the guests that if they want to be a part of our church, we make them do all the work. And that's really not, that's not the case. No, what we should be doing is creating good systems. So for example, um, if you want people, if you need a good system, we developed a system. It's simple as this. Once a month on a Sunday night, we have a thing called Discover Cough or Discover Church of the Harvest. It's a nice, relaxed atmosphere where anyone that's new to the church can come. I'll be there. My leaders will be there. We'll have some good food there, maybe some pizza there. And we'll, we'll chat it up for about 20, 30 minutes. We'll just talk, hang out get to know these people, let them get to know us. And then we share a little bit about the church. It's not incredibly high tech. It's not super fancy. But then at the end of that, we say, listen, if you feel like this is your home church, you can take one of two steps next in our church. One, we think you should get in a small group. And here's why we think being in a small group is important. Or number two, we think you should join our growth track and talk and you know and learn more uh grow in your faith and possibly join the dream team well what are we doing <clears throat> we're creating a system what was our problem we weren't retaining people what was our problem people weren't having an opportunity uh to grow and become a part of the church so what did we do we created a little system as simple as it is takes about an hour and a half a month a um, little food and it's a whole lot of fun just to try to collect and harvest all the rain that God was sending our way. Um, another, another system we put into place, maybe one of your issues is, how do I get all of my team on the same page? Whether you're the pastor or you oversee a ministry, hospitality, children, women's, whatever, how do I get my team on the same page? Well, instead of being frustrated because they're not on the same page, how about you put together a system so they can be on the same page? As simple as it is, I wanted to have a team that was on the same page, so we put together a system. Here's the system. We meet every single Tuesday, we have lunch together, and we grab some food. Have you noticed that food is involved in almost all the ministry gatherings? <laughs> that might explain some, uh, some of the weight I need to lose. But we just meet every Tuesday, and there's no huge agenda. 
we just get on the same page. I just talk about where we're going. Uh, I get some feedback from my team. I learn a lot of great things from them, what they're thinking. They add to the conversation. But if I want to get people on the same page, I can't just get mad at them. And I can't wait till Sunday to preach at them and, you know, lash them from the pulpit about why we aren't on the same page. I need to create a system. I need to harvest all the rain in the, in the gutters that God has sent me. Okay? Um, so th- that's the thought. We want people to get involved and serve God. That's an area we want to grow. According to Ephesians 4.11, me as the pastor, I have to serve God by equipping people to work in the ministry. So we have a thing called the dream team. The dream team is anyone and everyone that is willing to serve on a ministry team at Church of the Harvest. Well, we want people to join and be involved. So how do we get them involved? Well, here's one thing I know that doesn't work. We need to make a quick announcement about joining the dream team and getting involved. Now, to be honest, quick announcements only have quick and short results. I need to have a quick meeting or I need to make a quick announcement. Just so you know, announcements, quick announcements don't really do the job. If you want to create a culture in your church, and this is something we're learning a lot that we're learning from Chris Songson, and he's been helping us out a lot. If you really want to create a culture in your church, you can't have quick announcements or quick meetings or quick phone calls. You have to start creating systems in your church. So we want people to get involved in the dream team, to serve their God, and to be a part of the local church. So what's our system? Well, a couple things. Number one, we... Um, Number one, once a month, we take three to five minutes. Um, It's once a month at one of the services. We take three to five minutes and we talk about the dream team. We talk about why it's important to serve God. We talk about what it means to be a servant and all the benefits it is and how we're fulfilling the scripture when we serve God in his house. It It doesn't seem incredibly exciting. It doesn't have a lot of smoke and mirrors, but guess what it is? It's a constant gutter that's available. Let me point something out to you about gutters. Gutters don't get put up during rainy season and pulled down in the summer. Right now it's sunny outside my house. Guess what? My gutters are always up. Do you know why gutters are always up? Gutters are always up because you don't necessarily know when it's going to rain. In other words, you don't always know when when God is bringing someone into your church. You don't always know when someone is inspired to join your ministry. And you can't tell by their facial expressions. A lot of times as preachers, we're funny. We, we, we like to look at their faces and if they came to the altar, there might be someone totally quiet that God is moving on and God is bringing them to your church. You need gutters or systems up year round because you never ever know. To be honest, we've done a lot of different things at our church through the years. But before we started uh, this system of Discover Cough, Guess what? I actually didn't even notice, honestly, how many visitors that we were having until we put up the gutters and we um, and we used the system of Discover Cough. Now I'm like, wow, we have a lot more visitors than I noticed. Do you know why? Because we're harvesting that rain, we're channeling it in the right direction. So um, we want people to serve in the dream team, but guess what else? We also want the people in the dream team to be encouraged. Um, We have 95 people right now that are serving in some area of ministry of our church. That's our dream team. 
And I want to make sure that they don't just join and burn out. I want to make sure that they enjoy the journey. I want to make sure that they stay encouraged, that they stay informed, and that they know they're appreciated. So what do we do? Well, we create a system. Here's what we're doing. Um, we are having three nights or three nights a year, once every quarter, we're having a team night. It's not simple, it's not fancy, but it's just a solution to a way that we can create some progress and keep our team excited. So three times a year, we're gonna have some food, we're gonna have some fun, we're gonna laugh it up, we're gonna eat, and we're gonna just begin to continue to talk about why the Dream Team's important, we're going to celebrate some of the victories. We're going to talk about how people have grown as a team. Why? We're putting in place a system so they can stay encouraged. Another system we put into place was just a small face group, uh, face group. I saw, I saw like an old guy, face group. Facebook, um, it's a private group and it's just for our dream team. <clears throat> and that's, I can go on anytime. Doug Costa, he oversees our dream too. He can go on anytime and we can give a word. We can thank him. When people accept Christ, we had 14 people accept Christ or rededicate last year. What did I do? Well, I, you know, we, we go to that Facebook post and we put, hey, dream team, thank you for what you're doing because we're serving together. We had 14 people this month give their heart to Christ or rededicate. So that's a system that we put in place. So really quickly, I think a couple things you need to know. Number one, if you're waiting for your if you're waiting for everything to be perfect before you start a system, you're never ever going to start. So you know, not everyone on one of my Tuesday meeting can be there. Some of them work and they can't be in that meeting. But guess what? I had to start it anyway. If you're waiting for everything to be perfect or everyone to be present or you're waiting for the money to do it quote unquote right, you might never ever catch all the rain that God is pouring into your life. You might never ever harvest all the things that God is sending your way. So if you're waiting for it to be perfect, you're never ever going to start. Also know you can always adjust your systems as they go. So you can run a system for four to five months. And if it doesn't produce the results, you can adjust it and you can change it a little bit, okay? So the real question is this. I've told you a little bit about what we do. The real question is, what problems do you need solved in your life, in your ministry, even in your family or even in your business? What problems do you need solved? What areas do you need to make progress? And then lastly, what system are you going to put in place to fix it? Now, if you overthink this, you're never going to put something in place. But I think it's important that we show God that when he pours rain in our life, we're going to harvest what he gives us. The goal isn't to let it just run over us and run into the ground. No, we're going to harvest what you give us. We're going to channel it in the right direction of vision that's in our hearts I think it's also important that our church and our guests know, hey, our church has thought this through. Our church, you know, we ask them to invite people and, you know, we preach about the church growing, but the truth is we haven't put up any gutters. When you put up gutters, it's going to give your church confidence to invite people because they know you take it seriously. So two questions as we close up. Number one, what problems do you have 
and what areas do you need progress? And then number two, what system can you create, just simple ones, to create, to fix, and address that problem? Now, you might need to get with a group of your leaders to hash out a system. If you want to call me, if you're in Content from C, hey, I'm your pastor, I'm here to serve you. If you want to message me privately, I'd love to jump on a phone call with you and talk about how we can create systems that fix some of your problems, okay? So I love you guys. Welcome to our very first podcast. I really hope that was helpful to you and beneficial. And more than I want to tell you about what we're doing as a church, that's not really the, the case. What I want to do is spark your thinking the same way mine has been sparked so we can put the gutters up, create systems so when God sends us things, we can harvest it and have a great harvest of souls and a joy of life and see all the momentum that works when we put systems in place with the reign of God on our lives, okay? God bless you guys. This has been 17 Minutes with Pastor Dan and Koth FMC. I have love from me to you. Hope you're having an absolute great day.